Praise the Lord and welcome to the Old Path Bible Study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. Glad to be here with you gathered around God's wonderful words of life, light, and liberty. And uh, it is the most precious commodity on the planet and I'm glad to have a copy of it. What a wonderful gift it is to have a Bible, the Word of Almighty God, the words of life that He offers <clears throat> to us of Himself, the life that's only found in God that He offers us through the Son that He sent, the Lord Jesus Christ. If there's nothing greater than knowing the Lord and walking with the Lord and, 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 and just being in communion with the Lord. There's nothing nothing like it. He tells us that in his word through the prophet Isaiah that there is no other God like him, no other God beside him, that he is the God who makes known the very end from the very beginning. And if can't nobody do that but God, my friend, and I'm glad to be walking with him each step of the day. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is our study of Hebrews, and we're in part three of our 12th chapter here on this. What day is this? This is October the 27th, uh, 2022. And so, again, Hebrews 12, this is part three of this 12th chapter. And I encourage you to go back and listen to all the other teachings that come through this ministry as the Lord will surely encourage you and enlighten you and, and, and impart the very life that comes through the Word of God and the light of the Lamb of God right into your heart. That's where He applies it. In the New Covenant, He puts His words in our hearts <clears throat> and writes them in our minds. That's the New Covenant experience. And so we're going to see some amazing things today in this 12th chapter of Hebrews. So again, go back, avail yourself to all the other teachings uh, on our website, thecrosswaychurch.com, the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and uh, just uh, so many other avenues I could list, but I won't do all that. If you want to know more of that, just contact us. Send me an email at curtishutchinson at att.net and I'll get you even more avenues through which you can hear the, the preaching and the teaching of God's Word in its righteous context, which is the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So let's read verse 1 again today in Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us and this company of like precious faith, people who have this like precious faith that we have in the sacrifice of Christ, let us, the only ones who can, lay aside every weight, only through the cross can we lay aside every weight, the place every weight was taken, and the sin, the sin nature, which does so easily beset us if our faith doesn't stay grounded in a conscious decision, moment by moment, to keep our faith in the crucified Lamb of glory. Hallelujah. That He died, Jesus died for me, and that all my weights, the weights of sin and the sin nature itself, 
was put aside on Calvary's tree. Hallelujah. And let us run the race with patience. The race that is set before us. Every child of God has a race that God put them in. Makes no difference if they're aware of it or not. If they're not, then all they're doing is squabbling around and fumbling around still at, at the starting line. Still at the starting line. Just They put one foot in until they're aware that there's a race to run, until they become aware that there's a, a fight to be fought, until there's a, a, they become aware of the reality of what's going on in their Christian life. They'll remain right there, even if it's 60, 70 years, or the entirety of their 80, 90-year life. If they, don't, if they don't get in the Word of God and begin to learn the Word of God in the light of the living Word of God and what He did, Jesus Christ, as the Lamb of God, they'll stay right there fumbling all over themselves at the starting line. They will be in the race. God moved you from where you were, and He put a race. The Bible says, let us run with patience the race that is set before. There's a race that's been set before us. But to run this race, the weights, the bondages, the chains have to be laid aside. That can't happen, my friend, without a conscious decision of our faith in Christ's death. That can't, ain't nobody running no race. Nobody's running no race just because they got saved. No, you you got to become aware of these things. I said, yeah, you know, you got some people that talk about, well, you don't have to know all that, my friend. You have to know all this. What you don't know will kill you. God says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And it's not when that prophet quoted that I believe it was the prophet Hosea quoted that if you go read that he'll talk about the knowledge they just rejected you got a Bible if you're not in it you're rejecting it if you're not in the word hearing the word faith is not coming and faith we can't run the race without faith because we can't have patience without faith Patience is a work of the Holy Spirit who works exclusively within the perimeters of one's faith in the sacrifice of Christ. Noah, patience, any, anybody who's just a patient person, but it's not because of their hearing and, and faith coming because they're hearing the Word of God, that's just their demeanor. Some people are quiet, some are loud, some are, are, are slow to respond, and we mistake that for patience, and some are quick to respond, and, and all sorts of things. Some people are just nice, and we mistake that for Christianity. But to run this race, it can't be done without patience. It can't be done without faith. And, 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 and this race is before us. Every child of God is either running the race or they're still fumbling all over themselves at the starting line. I know what I'm talking about. I speak from experience. I sat there for years. You, if you don't know, then you can't go. Let me say that again. If you don't know, 
then you can't go. You, you, all these new age apostate terms that, that pe- the Christianity tries to come up with today, that when I couldn't walk, he carried me. That ain't in your Bible. You will either walk by faith or you will sit there and fumble all over yourself and the cross that you should be taking up Uh, He doesn't pick us up and carry us. If that were the case, then we can get rid of the book of Galatians because in their mess that they, they started trusting in circumcision again, if that were, listen, when we start trusting in something else, and that's what happens when we start fumbling all over ourselves, he doesn't pick us up and carry us anyway. Galatians teaches us that. So those little sweet little sayings and things like that, no, God doesn't kick us out. He doesn't kick us to the curb, but he doesn't pick us up and carry us either. He, He commands that we walk in the light that he walks in, that we run a race. These aren't options. These are commands. Hallelujah. And and we need to get away from all this new age stuff that's crept into the church through all these creepers that want to try to milk down the reality of, of so many wonderful truths in the Bible. No, we're not saved by what we do, but when we're saved, we're called to be found living saved, running a race that is set before all those that have been saved. If you're not running the race, then you're not saved or you're not aware of what the Bible says. You, 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 you got to get in the Word. I know what it's like to be a Christian and not in the Word. But you got, the Lord will forgive you of that disobedience. And he will, he will put a Word in your lap. He will get you a Bible. And you can start living by faith. Because you can't live by faith if the Word's not coming. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So, a couple things in this first verse. We also are compassed about, not by the witnesses of old. This says, wherefore seeing, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. We're talking about us now under the new covenant. Us who have received this like precious faith with many others today in the new covenant, not the old, we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us today lay aside every weight only through faith in the sacrifice, not me reading this and say, okay, I'm, I'm just making a decision to lay, lay every weight down. No, the decision... Forever wait to be laid down must be a decision to trust in Christ and his cross, his death, because there and only there, through his suffering and the shedding of his blood, his dying, can we find the reality of what it means to lay every weight aside. And the sin nature that can so easily beset us if that's not where our faith is. If our faith is in the purpose-driven or AA or the government of 12 or any of these new fads that come into the church or if we're chasing one more preacher, another conference, one more this, one more that. Have you heard about the new this? Have you? I've heard about the cross. Hallelujah. So powerful that God came running into the Garden of Eden carrying the cross. Now, not literally. He didn't have one throat over his shoulder, but he came in and he preached the message to Adam 
Adam and Eve and the devil of the cross of Christ, the seed of the woman that would crush the devil's head at the cross, and the enemy would be able to bruise his heel at the cross. The seed of the woman, the virgin-born Savior, hallelujah, because men don't have, uh, uh, women don't have seed. Men carry the reproducing, reproducing seed, hallelujah. But this one woman, the Virgin Mary, God put the incorruptible seed in her, the living word of God, hallelujah, to the land. It's good to see what happens when you buy a Bible and you get in the Bible, you begin to learn. Faith begins to come. Your heart begins to be stirred. You find yourself running a race, hallelujah. But it's got to be with patience. And it, and it is set before us. It's set before us. And, and there is a race before every Christian. And every moment, that we are not running the race with patience. We, we are wasting time instead of redeeming the time. The Bible says, don't walk as fools, but rather be redeeming the time. And we're not fools because the fool is the one, the Bible says in Psalms 53, 1, who says in his, own, in his heart, there is no God. But the Bible tells us under the new covenant, don't live as, don't walk as fool. Don't walk as if there ain't a God and he hadn't saved you and he hadn't put a race before you. Don't, don't walk as fools. Don't act like a fool. God did save you. You believed upon his son. You trusted in Christ and what he did at Calvary for the forgiveness of your sins. Wake up. There's a race before you. Run the race because we're either walking as fools as if there ain't no race uh, or we're running the race with the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. And patience and all the weights that prop, prop, uh, prop up, pop up in our lives. Uh, these things that are weights, we, we take... we. We capture every thought. We take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. How do we do that? Because we become aware of what the Scriptures teach us about what the Holy Spirit points us to, what He delivers us unto every moment of the day, always, at all times, the death of Jesus, 2 Corinthians 4.11. That's how we take, we're able to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ because the Holy Spirit is constantly bringing our attention back to the death of Christ, his death for us, our death with him. We were crucified with him, and yet now as new creations, we live in him and by his faith, the faith he had when he loved us and gave himself for us. Hallelujah. And, and, and we need to know that we've got a race to run. And every moment we're not running, we're walking as fools. We're not fools as Christians, but we can walk as if there is no race set before us, as if there is no God and no race set before us. When, when we're in situations and conversations that where things come up that are false and unscriptural, uh, do we shine the light of God's Word in? Oh, that's a part of how we run the race. We're not out here running all over the community with our physical bodies. We run the race with patience by clinging to that which brought us into the race, and we carry that light with us everywhere we go. The Holy Spirit turns 
turns us over to the death of Jesus always. If you don't know that, and this is such a beautiful truth, but if you don't know that, you and I, you like me, for years, I, I tried this, I tried everything, every wind of doctrine that blew through town, thinking this is it, this is the new thing, this is it. None of it worked, and everybody out there now that thinks anything works uh, other than God working through the, his, his son and his son's cross at Calvary, my friend, he, he, they've missed the boat. They're out there prophesying one to another. They're out there doing all these things without the focus of Calvary, meaning they're not even really hearing the Holy Spirit because if they were, they'd be hearing Him pointing them to the death of Jesus. They'd be focused on, have their faith in, and be ministering that word of reconciliation instead of all the other things that only uh, intensifies and Build self and selfish ego. That's all that stuff does. If our focus is not the sacrifice, our focus is ourselves. Hallelujah. And there is all these other things we need to be in, experiencing, but the Holy Spirit always first turns us over to death. So the experience of what we claim we've, we're looking for can be the experience of Christ who is our life. Hallelujah. We're actually experiencing Christ as we prophesy. Christ as we preach. Christ as we love and forget Christ. We're experiencing Christ who cannot be experienced just because He died on Calvary's cross. That's why the Holy Spirit has to always turn us over, deliver us unto the death of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's... It, it, you can't function, you can't run the race unless you're carrying the cross. You can't run the race unless you're carrying the cross. And the cross is your faith in Christ crucified. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So let us run with patience the race that's set before us. And then there's a comma there. And it's held, then it begins to tell us, how this is done. See, God is faithful. And, and let me say this this morning, and we'll get into this as we move through this chapter because uh, it is going to be the con overall context of this chapter is learning to accept the rebuke when God finds you, shows you, you really hadn't been running the race. Will you be able to accept the reality of God's chastening upon you? Is God going to even be found chastening you at all? Because if he's not chastening you, you're not his. We'll see that in this chapter. If, you're not, if you can't be chastened, you're not his. That's what this chapter is going to teach us. And everything is working up to that focus right now. That's why you got to pay close attention to what's being said right now. First of all, he's told us that we're comp we're certain, man, we got people, we, we in this new covenant, just like the old covenant had a, a slew of folks who had this, this faith of, of a coming redeemer, well, we also were compassed about under the new covenant with Christians this so great a cloud of witnesses and who are learning to lay aside every weight and the sin nature which has so easily beset us so and can and, and we're learning learning we've not we've not arrived we have arrived in the race i'll say that but we hadn't arrived to the finish line 
We've arrived to the reality that we're in a race and a lot of Christians need to arrive to that reality. And, and the Lord brings a rebuke and he brings chastening so he can get us back in the active race. Hallelujah. And because it is set before us, the race that we run. And, and, and let me say this, uh, it's very important as we move into this chapter, we're gonna, the, the Lord is going to begin to reveal some things about chastening. And we'll see it later, but let me go ahead and share it right now since it's filling my heart this morning. The chastening of the Lord is for the purpose of bringing us as His people because ain't nobody being chastened of the Lord unless they're His people. We'll see that in this chapter. The chastening of the Lord is for the purpose of bringing us back to a place where we can partake of His holiness. Because if he's having to chasten us, we're lacking the experience of partaking of his holiness. And without holiness, we'll see that in this chapter. No man can see the Lord. Now let me bring this thought to the table before we move into this so it can already be out there stirring as we work our way up to this point. But if two Christians... Two, let me say this, if two people claim to be Christian and they both have a different view on what it means to be saved by God or let's say they have a different view on how God works, how God the Holy Spirit works and what God the Holy Spirit works through. Both can be wrong. But they can't both be right if they have different view on how the Holy Spirit works. If, if, if they have a different view on how God saves men. They, they can both be wrong, but they can't both be right. And if they are both Christians, the one who is wrong is going to be chastened of the Lord and, 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 and brought back to a place of partaking of His holiness or he's going to turn away from the way of righteousness, that holy commandment, 1 Peter 2. And, and, and let me see, it's uh, 1 Peter 2, and, and, and let me just go look there now. Let me see, I want to see this. I don't want to, I want to mess it up. So it's, so it's uh, 2 Peter. Let's turn over there to it. 2 Peter we're going to bring this out to 2 Peter 2 and 20. For if they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, if they are again entangled therein and overcome, not just entangled, we all get entangled, but watch the wording here. If they are again entangled and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. And then it explains how they've not only been entangled, but how they were overcome. Watch very carefully. carefully. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it, that means to have experienced it, to turn from the holy commandment, the commandment that brings about holiness, that was delivered unto them. See, all Christians get entangled. 
But how we're overcome is how is when we move into something and we agree that it's not the holy commandment and this way of righteousness that God brought us into. Not it, it, it's not just the cross. Now it's all it. Now now you're now you're on dangerous ground of being overcome. You can be entangled, but when you're overcome, is when you turn away and you walk away from the way of righteousness, the way of the cross. I don't need to hear about that cross anymore. That was then. I'm, I'm in on the deeper things. Then You are dangerous ground because first we're entangled and then when we make a conscious decision that the cross, we don't need that anymore, you're turning away from the way of righteousness, which is God's holy commandment. So back to Hebrews, we, man, we came Hebrews chapter 12. It says we got to lay all that aside. And, 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 and the Lord brings chastening to those, we'll see it in this chapter, to get them to return from their entanglement with all these false winds of doctrines, these temptational things by these men who bring everything but the word of reconciliation, everything but the word of righteousness into the pulpits among God's people today. He, 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 before we get overcome and carried away, he chastens us who are his. That's how... I'm here today preaching and teaching what I'm preaching because God found me in a tangled up mess. Now eventually, all those people that we used to be entangled up in all that mess with, they will either repent and come back or they've already made their conscious decision, I don't need that cross stuff. I don't need that. Fo I don't need you see, that is the way of righteousness. That is God's holy commandment. And, and, and it's one thing to be entangled, but when we become overcome, we in trouble. It's worse than we're in trouble. It's bad news. And I've been out there and I've been entangled. My point in saying all this is, it's because where we're headed, and, and I have to say these things because where we're headed, it is the overall context of this chapter to get our focus first on wh what we have, what's been set before us, and as we move through verse 2, how this is done, how this is experienced. If we turn away from how it's done, or if we don't know, if we're ignorant, we're already entangled in a bunch of mess. So pay close attention as we continue to move through this chapter because those that belong to the Lord, He's going to chasten them. Those who are out there and they're not being chastened of the Lord, the Bible says they're bastards. They, they're not His. That's what we'll see in this 12th chapter. And we're not going to milk it down and, 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 and throw in all sorts of fleshly, carnal, self-ego-building things. Into, we're going to stick with the Word of God. Let the Word of God be God in our lives. Hallelujah. Verse 2. It's very important. You need to write these things down. Verse 2 here. 
and chapter 2 verse 9 are the two verses in the New Testament that give us the definition of what it means to look unto Jesus, to see Jesus. What it is we're actually seeing. See, we all have to be of the same mind. We all have to have the same focus. We all are of the same spirit and we all are told to be striving together for the faith of the gospel. So we don't have to read scripture and then imagine all sorts of different things. God, God, that, That's confusing and God's word doesn't confuse us. Sell our, this thing in us that's no good is where all the confusion comes from. God is not the author of confusion. He's told us that. His word is what he's authored. It's not confusing. But that thing that's within us, that carnal, selfish, egotistical, prideful, conceited thing that's no good within us, it's where all the confusion comes from. Amen, Brother Curtis. So you need to write this down. This second verse in Hebrews 12 and the ninth verse in Hebrews chapter 2 define what we're to be seeing when we're seeing Jesus, when we're looking unto Jesus. And again, add this scripture to these two. I'm, I'm about to have to close. So add this, 2 Corinthians 4.11, because if the Holy Spirit's leading you, he's always delivering you. That means your view and you yourself unto the death of Jesus. That's 2 Corinthians 4.11. You need to be learning these things. And people, all, anybody who's opting out of the way of the cross, the focus of the cross, is opting out of a walk with the Lord. And they say, well, I don't agree. Well, I don't agree with them. That means one of us is wrong. That means one of us... Because both of us can't be right. One of us is going to be chastened. And the Lord is going to do it with the word. The truth of the gospel is what he uses to bring the chastening. That's why these people that try to uh, disagree and, 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 and refute things, uh, they don't use scripture. That means more than likely it's them the Lord is chastening to try to show them the truth of the gospel in the word of the truth they need to be looking at. But watch this. Verse 2, Hebrews 12. I got to close, but I'm going I'm going to read this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Here the Holy Spirit takes us to Calvary despising the shame and set and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now let us go back to Hebrews 2. I'm going to read this before I quit today. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, the focus Calvary, crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. 
We're going to jump right back in here on this second verse of Hebrews chapter 12 this coming Monday morning. You don't want to miss it. Be here with us at 8.30 Central Time next Monday. We're going to jump right back in here and we're going to continue to be led by the Spirit of truth into the words of the truth of the gospel of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And He's going to enlarge the borders of our hearts and He's going to fill our hearts with more of Himself. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I thank you for tuning in today. You encourage me by being with me gathered around God's Word online and all the wonderful uh, comments and questions that get put there in the comments. And we're just so thankful to be in this last day's greatest move of God ever. Last day's greatest move of God ever. He saves the best wine for the last And I'm telling you, we're in the last of the last few moments of this church age. And I'm thankful to be a part of it. And I'm glad you are too. If the Lord stirs your heart to pray for us, please do that. If the Lord stirs your heart to sow into this ministry, that's just between you and Him. We don't need your money, but you probably need to give because it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Hallelujah. And your giving helps us do all that we do as much as we do it. So thank you for all those of you who are faithful to give. And if you've never given, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. I'll see you in the morning at 9 a.m. Central Time on Cross Time with Pastor Curtis as we further our walk with the Lord in the light he walks in in 1 Peter chapter 1. God bless you. I'll see you then. Until then. Stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.